done is better than perfect. Actually, sometimes you have to accept that to get things done, you just have to get things done. And I I think sometimes that kind of held me back a little bit in getting where I needed to be with things. And the same could be said with running. If we waited for the perfect conditions and the perfect weather and everything, we wouldn't do it. Sometimes just go. Hello and welcome to Run The Business, the podcast that explores the place where running and leadership come together. We'll find out how running can help us with leading, managing people and generally being better in business. We'll also try and answer that question, do runners make better leaders? I'm Anthony Gay and today I'm joined by a founder who has an inside track on top performers. She worked for 20 years in private and public sector organisations supporting CEOs and took her knowledge and experience of the corporate world along with her exceptional organisational skills to establish Notebook and Pen in 2018. They help CEOs, managing directors and top execs stay on top of their game. She used to be a run coach, now supports and volunteers at events where she can and three times a week is usually out running as well. Amy Farmfield, welcome to Run the Business. Hello, thank you for having me. How are you today, Amy? Yeah, good, thank you. Very good. And you? Feeling good. Yeah, it's cold and, you know, winter is uh, its always a bit different, isn't it, when you go running in the cold? But I, I'm just about hanging on. I'm just about doing okay. Good, good. Tell us where you are in, in the world first. So I'm in Bedfordshire, but kind of just on the Beds Buckinghamshire border, so just outside the kind of home campus area. Okay, and wh- when did you last go running? This morning, about 6.30. <laughs> so is that a head torch run in, in these conditions? It's not too bad, actually, because I go out with a friend. We both go before work um, and we kind of just stick to the streets in the morning. So um, it wasn't too bad. Okay, and tell us a little bit about Notebook and Pen and, and what you do. So Notebook and Pen, I set up back in 2018 to be a executive assistant outside of kind of the employee setup. So a lot of people were needing that extra bit of support kind of with project work as a PA, life, family, etc., and not always something that they could have through their workplace or on a full-time basis. So I became that kind of flexible support to to those executives, high-level um, directors, etc. Okay, and, and in the time that you were building up to starting uh, Notebook and Pen. Uh, You worked with many people in different parts of industry and and business. What sort of characters and what sort of people did you come across? I'm curious to see uh, where health, fitness and specifically running was in in their lives. So I have worked with small businesses, large corporates, lots of kind of different experiences with different directors, different leaders, different people, different teams. I have generally always had some sort of fitness in my life, be it even just walking, not necessarily running on the in the early days. That's something that came along a bit later on. And I haven't worked with people that were specifically runners. That wasn't that wasn't my aim. But I've definitely worked with people and leaders that have had exercise as a part of their their work. And I definitely think being somebody quite senior in a business, you do find they have a, an outlet of some sort, whether that is as a runner or a walker or a swimmer. Actually, I've got a couple of people now that, that swim. It's definitely a key part of anything, I think, having that exercise as part of part of their day. And I said in the intro, you 
must have had an inside track on so many successful people and, and had a perspective on different people who were successful in business and in the corporate world. What, what did you pick up and learn from, from that time? It's having time away from the business. And that's not, you know, going on holiday, being with family. That's time away from the business to still have your mind on the business and plan the business. And I think that's really key for, for senior executives and directors to make sure that they are looking a little bit from the outside back at the business and how it's going and what's going well, what's not going so well, making sure that they can switch off from what are quite high powered roles and making sure that they have that kind of time to rest and recuperate from, from everything to make sure that they're the best they can be when they are in that role as a leader. Definitely making sure that, you know, you know, I say to most people, a bit of fresh air and exercise can make a massive difference to how you feel as well. If you're having a day where there's a lot of things getting to you and as a leader and a director, you've got a lot of those things going on and you are up against it and there is a lot of pressure. So to make sure you've got something and I try and work with a lot of the people that I work with now in finding something that works for them and making sure that they have that time put aside. And I'm not going to say you right, you must go and run. That's not what it's about. But there are, as I said, I've got some that say, right, I quite enjoy swimming. And I make sure I say to them, right, go and find some time for a swim or go and find some time to walk around the block and listen to a podcast, whatever it might be. So I do bring from what I've seen is important and really helps people at a senior level. I try and do that now in what I do when I work with a lot of people with managing diaries and, and making sure that we allow that nice balance between work, life, and just being able to switch off and recuperate, really. Tell us a little bit about your experience then in running and how it's been part of your life over the years. When did it start? So I reluctantly, I'll use the word, ran at school, as I think we all did. Um, yep. Good old cross countries around the field that <laughs> nobody really wanted to do in the middle Absolutely. of winter in your shorts and vest. Um, and I suppose I, I, I did what I needed to do and then... That was that. I've always been somebody that loves the outdoors and loves being fit. I wouldn't say running was a big part of that through kind of my teens into my 20s. And then I had a my son, um, he's now 12. And as I suppose a lot of mums do think, oh, I can eat for England, why not? <laughs> and I put on a lot of weight. And at that point when I had him and I'd put on all this weight, I was a bit like, this this isn't going to work. I need to be fit and healthy for him. I want to get back to having a level of fitness and enjoy being the size that I was before. And I then started going to the gym, getting fit, doing some running. And then just kind of, it, it just has built up over the last 12 years, I suppose. How did... Uh being a run coach come into your life was that something that just came off the back of the the volume of running that we, you were doing and I know you joined a running club didn't you you joined Leighton Buzzard yeah. Athletic Club that's right so I moved to Leighton Buzzard oh, eight nine years ago now and one of my friends was already living here actually and I, I to this day it's down to him that I joined the running club and he was like yeah come along come join this running club and I was like no I can just run he's like no it's you know it's brilliant come and join it so I joined um, the running club and gosh, that's got to be somewhere around seven, eight years ago now, um, not long after I moved here um, and just got 
kind of the bug, I suppose, and that kind of lovely camaraderie that everybody has in a running club and the kind of structure, right, okay, I know I'm going to get out on my social run on Wednesday evening or, you know, I'm going to go out with the group on a Sunday and do a long trail run. So I found that really great and I really then kind of bought into it all and I started going to their speed sessions, which they used to do, and used to go to their social, and really got involved and, and they were like, right, do you want to do some of the courses and get more involved? So... I ended up doing the England Athletics um, Leader in Run Fitness course. I got that under my belt and I started helping out, taking some of the sessions, which was really great. And I really enjoyed that. And then they were like, right, do you want to step up and go and do your coach qualification with England Athletics? So fantastic opportunity, really great. They really supported um, me doing it. And I did it with another guy, Mike, in the club. So we had each other to kind of work through because the coach qualifications, quite a lot more work and a lot more commitment, giving up some weekends and going and sort of learning everything and and putting everything into practice and then I use that to carry on supporting sessions and my kind of I suppose over the years I've developed with a love for the gym as well it's very much the strength and conditioning side of of running and I say to a lot of people you don't have to run to be a runner (laughs) which they always look at me like that's a bit strange Mm. um but because I quite enjoy the the strength and conditioning part of being a fitter runner and making sure that we prevent injury um, and make sure that we can carry on running as well as we want to for as long as we want to. As a coach, you must have seen and, and helped people progress with their running. What barriers and limitations did you find people were putting on their ability to improve? How, how were, there, were there commonalities between the things that you were finding that were stopping people getting better? of it is people's own self-belief in what they're able to achieve and that comes you know across the whole business world as well as in the fitness arena people are like but I can't do that well why can't you do that you can do that we we can find a way for you to do that people are like oh you know I could never run that and hand in the air I still to this day have never run a marathon (laughs) I am not what I say a long distance runner I've run half marathons and I've run a lot of short distance but I, that's not my forte. So I was very much um, for off-road, cross-country, athletics, kind of everything else. But I think what a lot, it comes down to, to a lot of people, is the belief in themselves to do what they think they can't do, but they can. And then having the time to put into some of the training and making sure they've got that kind of determination to go out there and do what, what they need to do. Um so, yeah, I think they're, they're the big things. You strike me as a very positive person and a very glasses half full person. How, totally. <laughs> how, how, do you, um, how do you transfer that to people? How do you give people that confidence that you're talking about? What, do you have any tips, tricks to share on that, on that front? Often there's a lot of people that don't have someone that's their cheerleader, their, their believer. So I very much want to be that person for them and I still do in the club there's people that I see occasionally dip into the what we have is a Tuesday and beginners and improver session and I love going along and seeing the development of these people that have kind of started not being able to run and now we're doing their 5k and even talking about booking in to do a 10k and it's just championing and saying to those people you are doing this amazing thing keep it going keep it going come along to these sessions keep doing what you're doing because it's brilliant and you're seeing the benefits of it 
Um, so I definitely think champion and supporting these people and I'm all for, yeah, inclusive for everybody into running. So even if I speak to someone out and I'm the sort of person that goes, hi, how are you? Have a chat. And they're thinking, oh, God, it's one of those runners that just wants to talk to everyone. <laughs> but I think just championing people and keeping that motivation alive. Switching back to notebook and pen and the work that you've done, uh, not just in the last few years, but but when you were working in that corporate world, you were, I think, much more than a, a support, weren't you? You you were a, a coach, uh, a confidant. Uh, you know, th- there's a lot more skills that I think you you had that have helped you, uh, you know, grow and, and develop. What I, tell us a little bit about that? Kind of what what did you what did you learn in in that space? I think you learn you work with so many different people and different people obviously react and and approach things very differently not everybody working in at high level have people behind them um supporting them quite often they're not in the support of these people and therefore they can feel quite isolated but being that person that's there to support them you can often i replace that i can be there to say you know this is what's going well, we're doing this, keep focused, keep going. And like you say, having that person to talk to or someone to just offload to or throw that kind of different view on something. I often say I I play devil's advocate quite a lot and that's not in a negative sense, but actually seeing things from a different perspective, but from the same end goal. So we're trying to get to the same point and the lead, you know, a lot of leaders don't often have somebody that they can say, look, this is what we're trying to achieve. Am I looking at this the wrong way? Or if you, is there something I'm not thinking about that you can see? And the benefit of doing that now in an external position, which is what we are at Notebook and Pen, and I work with a lot of leaders that quite often will pick up the phone and be like, right, Amy, I'm trying to sort this out. I'm not seeing it. What do you see? And it's great to go right from what I've seen over the years. Have you tried this approach or do you think this is not the strategy? We need to go back to it and rethink it because that's not going to work for one. Understanding them, understanding their team and understanding the culture within the business that they're working within. So there's quite a lot of things I can pull on from my experience, but also being somebody that's sitting outside and looking in, you often bring a totally different perspective to things. Mm. Perspective is such a big thing. It comes up a lot in these conversations. <laughs> perspective, and I think if anybody listening to this doesn't have somebody they can speak to, a, a confidant, somebody that can give them that devil's advocate view, that that objective uh, perspective, go find one because it's so important, yeah. isn't it? And particularly if you are in a leadership role, a senior leadership role, it can be pretty lonely if you don't have somebody that you can bounce things off and trust. Definitely. I do say find somebody. And, and I think in the corporate world now, there's a lot more of kind of the mentor side of things where a lot of people are, are seeking out and working with mentors. And I think that's really great that there's just somebody else there that you can confide in, talk to, that's maybe been there, that understands and can support you on that journey. So yeah, definitely look for somebody. And the perspective that running gives us, bringing it back into uh, into that space, going out there for 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever, doesn't matter. But that time spent running just gives you a, a physical as, as well as a mental perspective on things, doesn't it? Oh, totally, totally. Just for my, you know, I like to go out in the mornings. So 
mainly because it just means I can get it done in my day and I have quite quite high pressure days so I go out in the morning but that for me sets me up I've kind of I know where I'm going then I've got a plan I think things through I kind of schedule okay what does today look and feel like how's that going to work little bit of what was left from yesterday do I need to close that off or do I need to bring some of that forward into today so yeah definitely kind of having that time to to plan and and reset and whatever it is that needs to get you in the right place to be in the moment that you need to be in today you must be a really organized person to say the least uh, in in what you do (laughs) tell us a little bit about your approach to being organized and on top of things not just for other people for yourself and and how do you manage to combine we talked about balance earlier on in life to make sure you've got the right stuff going on you you know you need to mix it up how does that work for you and and what tips tricks can you kind of share on on your approach to that so some people are quite scared when they I show them what my diary looks like but I use something called time blocking and I use it for clients and basically we block out the week in colors and and blocks of of things and that includes everything that includes your time to go for your run your exercise whatever it is you're doing any personal meetings plus your work diary plus some time for lunch whatever it is and mine is no different so I plan out okay this week I know maybe I'm going to the gym on Monday I'm going to run Tuesday I've got Pilates class Wednesday whatever it might be so I go go through my diary and I block those times out and then to me I'm committed to those things Um, and I think what I find with a lot of people that say well I'll go you know I'll go for a run well when are you going to go for a run commit to it and go for it and I find that really helps to have that in the diary and also I say that for people they go well you know I can't go then there's going to be a degree of flexibility and I say that what's there isn't fixed but it's stuff that has to be done and you should want to do it in terms of those things that you set yourself and being organized I do that I block everything out I color code it for my different clients I have lots of reminders I have lots of follow-ups chase-ups to-do lists love all of that that's that's just me it's a little bit obsessive for some but the amount of work I do it works for for how I need to operate and then when I work with clients I do very much the same thing and I find out when I start working with somebody I'll say to them okay what is it you like doing or what is it you want to be able to do And we try and entwine that. So I've got clients that want to find time to be able to go for a swim. I've got clients that say, well, I want to go to the gym, but I'm not a morning person and I don't want to go in the peak rush hour. So we'll try and find a time that works for them to do that. Or I've got other, funny enough, I've got other clients that do run and I'll say to them, well, when are you going out? And it's quite nice sometimes because... As, as we do whatsapp teams you know all these platforms that people message and quite often a message will ping up going i've just been for my run and i'm like that's brilliant i'm going for mine <laughs> and it's sometimes a little bit of accountability isn't it with somebody to make sure you do these things <laughs> what do you say to people that have that excuse i just don't have time amy I, I, there's no time to do this i'm like get up earlier because <laughs> that's what i've had to do over the last few weeks it's been really busy getting ready for the end of year and what i found is i've just had to literally get up that hour earlier every single day go out do my run get back be at my desk for eight o'clock get started and they'll say but then I'm tired we'll go to bed a bit earlier I know I know we're not gonna be able to watch whatever it is on the television but there is ways of doing it and and I try and find a way with these people and say look maybe do this or they're like oh my son's swimming lesson great well how long they swim for half an hour well that's 20 minutes then you can quickly either jog around the block or it's utilizing and finding time that you can fit things in so I'm a little bit of a, I don't take excuses very well. <laughs> I'll always find a way. <laughs> Makes total sense. And I think 
every bit of time. I think we add up the time in a day that we spend scrolling social media or just sort of, you know, daydreaming. You know, it can be a good thing, I know, but sometimes just sort of sat, really not doing anything uh, yes. is a waste. Yes. Uh, how do you help people prioritise the important stuff? Because as well as having the time and being organised, it's knowing what's important to do at that point in time, isn't it? So what? how does that work for you? Well, a lot of companies will have their kind of long-term, short-term goals. They'll have what's happening, you know, in the month, targets, whatever. I, I predominantly work with a lot of smaller businesses now. So they're, they're kind of going, right, okay, we know what we need to achieve this month or this quarter or whatever it may be. And then I work with them and we look at it and we break that down um, into kind of, okay, so if that's what that is, what does that translate to in terms of your week, in terms of your days, what, you know what must be done at certain points and we we often then block this is where it comes to managing diaries and blocking tasks time so okay so that's a task that's got to be done this month let's find some time let's block that out so we know that's going to be done always i always work with a buffer and i don't tell my clients and my secrets out now but i always put things in earlier than they need to be so that if they go well i can't do that then i know there's a buffer in there (laughs) and if i put a reminder in the reminders normally with the date way earlier than it needs to be so they don't know (laughs) i've learned from experience (laughs) so um yeah we make sure we kind of then break it down into kind of the bigger strategy the bigger time frame into kind of the more manageable and then and obviously in that now there's always going to be that curveball in life whatever it is that comes in crashes your week your day whatever and throws everything out of the water that's why I always build buffers in and why I always make sure that we're planning around that we always have that time and I always have what I call business time in in my diary and in my client's diary which sounds a bit, well, what's business time? Well, that's for anything else that doesn't fit in any other gap, but we know we're going to have those things every week and everybody has things that come up that they just don't suspect are going to come up. Yeah. So that then packs in time to make sure that we can cover those things so that we're achieving everything that needs to be achieved broken down into much smaller steps. This podcast is obviously all about how running might help people in business and in leadership. Talking specifically about yourself, how does it help you be better in what you do? Have you noticed differences from when you were running and how you approach life and and work? I'm a nicer person if I go for a run. (laughs) And I'm sure my husband, my son, my friends will agree. Um, for me, obviously what I'm doing can be quite stressful. It's quite long hours. I put a lot into what I do. I absolutely love what I do and I love my clients and what the work is that we do. So my head is in the game many hours of every day. And I think for me, running, it's a little bit of escapism. It's a little bit of, I just need to go out and do something for me to clear my head, to think things through to analyse what's going on and put everything into a bit of perspective. And I find that even the last thing you want to do sometimes is just go for a function like, oh, I've got this massive to-do list, I've got loads to do, but I know it will benefit me going for that run. And then when I kind of thought about it recently, I was like, okay, it just, sometimes it just wasn't happening when I wanted to. And I try and get out at least three times a week because I still try and pick a, pack in a gym session and a few other things. So I then that's where I just sort of was like, right, the only thing that's going to work is get out in the morning. And actually, I found the mornings have been really great because I get up. It gets me in the, you know, a bit of fresh air certainly wakes you up in the morning when it's about one degree or whatever it was this morning out there. <laughs> um, and then gets you in that mindset for right, what have I got to get done today? 
gets me thinking, wakes me up, gets all my senses going, and I find it really sets me up well for the day. And then I don't feel so guilty about sitting on my bum at my desk for a few hours. <laughs> Do you have any specific examples where a run has given you a lesson or a run where an idea came through, something that you've transferred into your work? I'm not someone that listens to music or anything when I run. I say generally I don't. But there has been, when I try and do some of my longer runs and I lose a little bit of enthusiasm because I'm not a long distance runner, I've started listening to podcasts. And actually they've been really great because I quite like listening to things. There's a lot of kind of management ones. There's a lot of HR because I do a fair bit of HR consultancy still. And I found there's been really great kind of almost like learning sessions while I'm running. And then I come back and I'm just buzzing with like ideas and things like, right, I've got to look at that. I've got to research that. That sounds amazing. I've got some great ideas. So I feel like I'm kind of doing my CPD and running and working all in one go. It's brilliant. (laughs) I've often had brain waves when I've been out running. I, I, you know, across the countryside, just shut off to something. And suddenly something comes to you and you're like, wow, that's a great idea. Why don't I do that? And then I'm frantic like, how am I going to remember? How am I going to remember that when I get back? I need a pen. I need to write it down. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about one of your favourite trail runs or a run from uh, somewhere in your, your life that sticks in your mind. I've got some favourite spots. I'm really fortunate that I'm not that far away here from the canal and out to Rushmere and Stockgrove Park, which is kind of just out on the outskirts of Leighton Buzzard. Beautiful. And I'm actually also not that far from Dunstable Downs, which um, is a National Trust site. They're kind of definitely, a you know, if I need to shut off and I need to just go and run, I quite often will drive over to Dunstable Downs park up and I've got some beautiful routes that I run around there it's quite hilly it's green it's beautiful it's windy it's got everything you could possibly want and that really is kind of one of those where I just get lost in nature and just one foot in front of the other just let the time go and I just thoroughly love it but yeah if I can choose to go for a run somewhere it'll definitely be across fields and countryside and woodland and by water than it would be on the pavements and the roads (laughs) tell me a little bit about your half marathon pb that you you grabbed the other the other year because that was that was in a hotter place wasn't it yeah so i'm a strange one in that i love running in heat no one can quite understand it the summer is like my favorite time to run the hotter the better i've run out in the far east i've run all over you know in various places across the world and i just seem to do really well in the heat i struggle this time of year when it's cross country in the winter but i do love the heat and i was kind of setting myself because I wanted to do a half marathon and I wanted to do a fairly quick half marathon that was my aim I was like right I'm going to go for this so I thought well it's got to be somewhere hot it's the only way it's going to work (laughs) so I planned a bit of a trip and my husband and I went out to Marrakesh and I signed up for the half marathon out there and that was the January of 2020 um, and it, we just snuck that in before we all went into lockdown. So I was quite lucky that that all timed quite well. And I, I think just the stars aligned that day. The weather was warm, beautiful. A lot of people are like, this is too hot. I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> and it was lovely scenery. It was somewhere new. I love running where I'm looking at different things. It's not something I've seen before. And I just, yeah, just went with it. And um, I'd put some training in, but I, you know, don't put masses of training in when I'm not, you know, I'm not someone that is focused on the training. I'd kind of run, make sure I've got the miles in my legs and then just see what happens. Um, And yeah, I managed to get a fairly decent half marathon time, which I was really pleased with. 
and then we went into lockdown and two years just of all my training kind of fell apart a little bit so we won't mention that bit but yeah I really enjoyed the half marathon and definitely for me racing in the warmer weather makes a massive difference for my times one hour 36 well done thank you thank you Uh, that's awesome (laughs) have you considered any like direct parallels between your organized approach and and the way you stay on top of things with life and business to the way you approach your running yeah before you go out to do a run or when you know you're going running the next day how do you plan how do you get set for going out running so i definitely do kind of in my head every week i and this will sound really strange for someone i probably only do somewhere between 15 and 25 miles a week maximum which doesn't sound a lot, but I put a lot of miles either on the bike, on the stepper at the gym, doing weights. You know, I do exercise in other ways that mean I keep my fitness quite high. But I do plan my week generally. So I go, right, I know I've got to get three runs in. When are that? When's that going to be? So I kind of plan that in. And if I've got races, I'm like, right, I know I can't race. I generally don't run the day before a race. And then I plan that in. And then I kind of that allows me to kind of think, right, am I getting the right miles in? And then if I think, right, okay, I've signed up for a 10 mile race, I need to make sure at least a couple of weeks before that I've got the 10 mile race uh, run in my legs. So I'll plan that in. I plan to the extent of I know roughly what miles I'm doing, what days I'm going to run. And that's, that's kind of the base. I don't plan a route. I'm a little bit like, where do I fancy going when I get up? I know I've got to do seven miles today. I'll just go. Um, if it's early in the morning it's dark I roughly know what route I can do around the town and the areas if I can get out during the day or later on I'll go across the fields and out into the countryside and at weekends a bit more rain I might go somewhere and do something slightly out of the area so I plan to a point in terms of what I'm doing but I don't plan my routes down to a T that I like a little bit of a free rain just to see what the day feels like it's nice to have that little bit of freedom and that uh, open-endedness, isn't it? Yeah. To, to To just go where it takes you sometimes. Definitely, definitely. Because, you know, I might say, right, I'm going to go here. And actually, I think, no, really, it's really horrible and wet and muddy. And yeah, I love it. But today's just not the day for that. So I'll just change up my route. Um, so it's good to have that flexibility. But equally, I do make sure that if I'm training for races or runs... I allow the right mileage to be in my plan leading up to it. And, with, and without reaching too far, it's the same for business, isn't it, where you've got to have that plan, you've got to have that direction, but at the same time leaving yourself the space to, uh, that word, pivot and go in different Indeed. directions and, and try other things. So I think there's definitely something there about having that approach and having that open-mindedness as well as a strategy and a, and a focus. Definitely. And I say that to lots of people I work with, they're like, well, you know, this is the plan. It is, but things are going to change. I've had that even today. My plan for today has totally gone out the window because a client needs some policies drafted. Uh, that's what I'm working on today, which is why I needed to run this morning, get my head in the game. And again, it just throws it out. But and making sure that you kind of have that flexibility and that I've got that approach where I am happy to, you know, I'm not, I don't, I like routine, but I don't like routine. I, I, it's like there's time and a place for certain things to be routine. Other things I like a little bit of difference, something to throw a curveball at you, do something a bit different, keep you on your toes. <laughs> You're a leader. You've worked with a lot of leaders. Who inspires you in, in leadership? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, Oh, there's uh, it's a difficult one because there's I think there's all the kind of big names famous people that a lot of people talk about but I think it 
kind of on a it's a difficult one I've got quite a few actually oh <laughs> something I hadn't really thought of here I would say probably one of the best leaders was actually a guy that I used to work for many years ago back in some years that I was in the working in the construction industry he was an older guy when I well obviously when I was a bit younger in in, in the work industry and he he was one of those people that really just took the time to speak to me understand me and make sure that the support was tailored to me to be as successful as I could be in my role. And there's very few people that I think I've worked with when I was working at a lower level in, in my career that I felt gave me that real honest and heartfelt approach to to what I wanted to do and them as leaders and where they could support me. And I felt that they genuinely wanted me to succeed. And I think that really helped me in my career understand how I wanted to be with people that I worked with and gave me the time of day. And I think to do that for your employee or the people that work for you has such an impact for them to be motivated and feel like they're really part of the team and what they're doing is valued. I talk to people a lot and what you've just said there about those experiences when you're in maybe the earlier formative years of your career. Mm. Uh, the same goes for, for, you know, young people taking up running or, or, or in a race. That encouragement that you yes. give people. And as, as you just said, the, the tailored approach, the time just to listen and find out what the person's up to can have a huge, a huge impact on somebody's life. And the fact you're remembering this person from, I'm guessing a few, you know, many years ago. Quite a few ago, years ago, yeah. <laughs> and it still is there clear for you today. It just shows how important it is to, to do this. And anybody listening to this, I, I think we're both saying the same thing. If there is somebody, if you're working with, with people at the, in the early stages of their career, spend a bit of time with them, get to know them, give yes. them that encouragement beyond what you have to do in the job. Because they will benefit massively from that and they they will see you in i think in a different light and follow you where where you know others might not yeah be their champion that's what they need mm. and they will appreciate that and like i do i remember very clearly how this particular line manager my manager championed everything i did and it was brilliant absolutely brilliant is there anybody that inspires you in running oh everybody because i'm oh, anyone that can run a marathon inspires me <laughs> i i absolutely i'm in awe when i turn up to events and i turn up to things and just see these amazing people that can do these amazing runs from the people that you know might be first to the people that might be at the back of the group just anybody that puts themselves in the position where they are ready to go and do a run inspires me I think that's brilliant I, it, you don't need to be someone at the top of your game I think and I hope it's something I can pass on to other people is somebody else to be inspired by being out there, putting the trainers on and running and seeing and feeling the benefits of doing it. You told us about your coaching experience, but you also volunteer as well for the club as well. And that can have a big impact on people, can't it, when you are there supporting uh, and helping people do their thing. And that's an important part of leadership as well, giving it back in other ways. Totally. I, I do get involved where I can in quite a lot of volunteering work. I've, I've done some mentoring in the HR work that I've done, you know, working with young people. I, I very much think that 
people don't quite often realize the benefits of volunteering not only for the individual benefit you're volunteering to help all the individuals but actually the bit benefit to yourself like I where I can I volunteer at park run and I volunteer at junior park run because I try and drag my son out of bed to go and actually I have probably as much fun volunteering as I probably would running it and to see people doing it putting in the effort laughing cheering and being able to encourage them I have a great time absolutely love it and I think quite often people don't realize the benefits for it all around both sides when you get involved in volunteering it's like what we, we were just saying a moment ago that encouragement that you can give people yes it's enormous and if, if anybody's listening to this who hasn't run uh, but has been on the sideline of a race or, or yeah, some sort of run that support that you get from the crowd the clapping the the cheering the you know come on Amy you know that, that people shout if they see your name on the on the shirt it makes a huge difference when you are out there doing it doesn't it oh 100 percent, yes definitely and especially I, I don't know if you've noticed yourself but if you've got your name on your vest or something and suddenly you hear someone say amy and you think oh and then you think oh they don't know me it's just my name on my vest but that moment of hearing your name you're like wow yeah i can do this <laughs> definitely put your name on your vest or your running t-shirt thinking of the business that, that you're running now and thinking back to where you were 10 years ago, is, is there a bit of business advice that, that you, uh, a single thing that you could pick out that you would share with people listening to this that may be earlier in their journey? Something I've learned is I'm quite a perfectionist and that often got in my way. I would work hard at making sure something was perfect. I spent hours researching or writing and same applies when I've done studying. And actually I've got to the point, and somebody said something the other day, which was quite good. And they said, done is better than perfect. But it's actually sometimes you have to accept that to get things done, you just have to get things done. And I, I think sometimes that kind of held me back a little bit in getting where I needed to be with things. And whilst, yes, there's a definitely a need for certain things to be perfect, like doctors and nurses, please do be perfect. You know, <laughs> there, there, there's a need there. But in terms of some of the stuff, sometimes just getting stuff done and getting through the day is is beneficial for, for your own you know sometimes I would really beat myself up over things and I think actually do you know why I mean just get it done now do it to the best of your ability but actually if it's not perfect it's done <laughs> such a good bit of advice and I, and I have to admit I, I was that perfectionist uh, 10 15 years ago as well and, and have slowly started to lose try and lose some of that uh that uh, you know that thing that it's you know stops you doing things and as you say you know done is better than perfect because otherwise you might not do anything if you're always yeah. waiting for that perfect moment or that finished thing that polished product which which you know we're always improving the things we do we're always improving the work we do so get it out there and then improve it rather than try and wait until it's it's absolutely perfect and the same could be said with running if we waited for the perfect conditions and the perfect weather and everything we wouldn't do it sometimes just go <laughs> just put your trainers on and go <laughs> there was there was a great bit of advice the other week where somebody was saying it doesn't matter even if you you know if you don't have the gear uh even if you're in your you know your business suit just if it's kind of walking fast down the street for five yeah. minutes that's a start that's better totally. than not doing it so actually just however you do it it's, it's about taking those first steps to wherever you want to go. And it, you don't need all the fancy gear and, and everything in, in order to, to do that. No, not at all. Running aside, c can you name a business tool, uh, an app, something that you 
couldn't do without? I know you've mentioned some things that you use already, but is, is, there, uh, is there something that you could tell us about that really helps you in uh, business? Well, I, I'm fortunate, I guess, that I get to use lots of systems and lots of apps and lots of wonderful things with all my different clients because they all have their own their own systems. But I think it comes back to I live in Outlook. I'm a Microsoft person. Apologies to anybody that uses other systems. Others are available. Um, but the ability with diary management, emails, the, the managing of, of the world that I live in with my clients, with everything else, that's brilliant. But I think some of the the, the integrations that I use within Microsoft that feed in through to Outlook is probably the one that I couldn't live without. And then having kind of my my lists in my to-dos and using planners and things like that, that then all feed into to the work that needs to be complete is kind of, I'd be lost without it. If someone said to me, I couldn't use Outlook again, I think I might cry. <laughs> and business aside, what's your favourite bit of running kit or accessory that you can't do without? Well, <laughs> I thought this one through and I thought, and it's a strange one, but I'm going to say deodorant or antiperspirant because one, you don't, you know, runners, we get sweaty and we get smelly and I don't want anyone to have to bear that. But also I go to many a race where people feel not the need to wear any and it's not a pleasant environment. <laughs> so my one little piece of advice, if you're going running, just put some deodorant on. <laughs> We have had a lot of answers to that question over the last few months, and that's the best one. <laughs> I was like, I don't know whether it's the right answer, but it, for me, it's a big one. <laughs> Deodorant. Brilliant. Uh, Amy, to finish, what advice would you give to anybody in business or a leadership role listening to this who's considering getting more active and specifically taking up running? What would you say to them? Don't think about it. Just do it. Find time, find when you've got time and just give it a go. Even like you said, if you just, you're in, you're more, you're going to a meeting and you've got a bit of time, you don't need to get the Uber, walk there, build that up. There's always ways to integrate some exercise, some fresh air into your day. And I, if a client ever says to me, how do we do this? We work it into the schedule. So yeah, just, if you're gonna do it, do it and find a way that it integrates into your world and it'll work. Amy, it's been awesome to catch up. Best of luck with everything to do with notebook and pen and uh, enjoy your next run. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Thank you to Amy Farmfield, today's guest on Run the Business. Wow, how organised is Amy? Personally, I love that level of structure and planning because it gives me more freedom to be more creative or think more long-term and strategically. I know it's not for everybody, but it, it really helps me. If you're always fighting fires or dealing with the housekeeping, so to speak, then it's really hard to grow and to do stuff that I think takes you outside of your comfort zone. And I do wonder if some people cling on to some of that lack of organisation because they enjoy that little bit of chaos of dealing with immediate problems which gives them a kind of sense of purpose, maybe. Um, encouragement and championing people was important to Amy, wasn't it, as well? And I think that's a great way to finish this. If you think someone is doing well, don't keep it to yourself. You've got to tell them. If you think someone has handled a situation well, give them some credit. Show appreciation. It's the same thing if you're watching a race, a marathon, a park run, whatever. If you're on the sidelines and, and people are putting it out there, make them know that you're there for them. Make some noise. Give them some encouragement. It's the same thing. It's fuel 
for people who are performing. And that's how leaders energize, I think, their teams as well. If you're enjoying Run the Business, I'd be grateful if you could please leave a comment uh, wherever you are listening, rate it positively, hopefully, share it, download previous episodes if you can. It all makes a difference and I'd be super grateful if you can. We've got a special reflective episode of Run the Business coming up next week, highlighting some of the best running and leadership advice from our episodes from earlier this year. I hope the year's been good for you. Uh, Personally, I want to thank Karen Hempel from New York Roadrunners, who was with us on episode two of Run the Business and provided a really inspiring start to the series. Someone asked me on social media earlier what kind of running I've been doing this year, which reminded me that I also wanted to mention the team behind the Ring of Fire in Anglesey, the 135-mile ultramarathon that I enjoyed, let's say that, back in September when Run the Business originally started. Brutal is another way to describe it, but the organisation, camaraderie and spirit in that race was simply amazing. And registration for next year's race is now open if you're looking for a New Year challenge. If you're having a break, enjoy the time with your loved ones. And as Ferris Bueller once said in one of my favourite films, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you'll miss it. I'm Anthony Gay, and until next time, keep running and keep chasing your goals.